Raiders Daily with Jason Mertidis. A day after game edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertidis. The round robin in phase four is underway, so let's go. And welcome to another edition, your Monday edition, August 3rd of Flyers Daily, presented by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. Well, the Flyers were back in action after 145 days between games, between games that they played against the Boston Bruins. They lost the game on March 10th, 2 to nothing, ending a nine-game win streak. But on this occasion and the return to play in first game of the round robin, not just for the Flyers, not just for the Bruins, but the first round robin game of the entire NHL, the Flyers skate off with a 4-1 to one win. So many things to take away from this game. The fact that the Flyers got tremendous depth scoring from Michael Raffle, Nate Thompson, Phil Myers, and Scott Lawton. That's a great element. The fact that the team was ready to play, prepared with a high-intensity level that the Boston Bruins, after the first seven or eight minutes of the game, didn't seem to have. That's a great thing. My biggest takeaway is the fact that 21-year-old goaltender Carter Hart, not that he made 34 saves on 34 shots, but the manner in which he did it, the way he looked in doing it. I said this on Twitter. I don't think that his heart rate went over 71 beats per minute. He was calm. He was collected. He was under control. He was not overwhelmed. So it's not just the 34 saves on 34 shots. That's a result, in my opinion, of the fact that he was not overwhelmed by the moment in any way, shape, or form. That's the biggest takeaway I will have from this first round robin game where the Flyers won 4-1. to The goal that he gave up, nothing he could do about it. Uh, they, they, they bank it. Chris Wagner of the Bruins banks it. I don't even know if he did it on purpose. Banks it off the foot, the skate of Robert Haig, and it goes in behind Carter Hart. He was flawless in his reads. He was flawless in his rebound control. He was flawless in his movements. What a way to debut in the Stanley Cup playoffs for Carter Hart. And you can hear my conversation. I had a chance to catch up with Carter after the game on the Flyers postgame show on the Flyers radio network. Uh, so you hear that conversation coming up momentarily. You also hear postgame sound from Elaine Vino as he addressed the media and also Scott Lawton and Nate Thompson, two of the goal scorers. Flyers got outshot in the game 35-29. to They got out hit in the game 28-25. to uh, They won the battle of the faceoffs 41-36. But they won the battle on the scoreboard, most importantly, and that's what matters. Michael Raffle did leave the game in the third period after a bit of a slew foot and uh, sent him into the boards and into the sideboards awkwardly. The thing that stuck out to me is he didn't really attempt to get up while the play was still going on. Eventually they blow it dead, and he was helped off the ice, and you could see not putting any pressure on that left leg or left foot. Not sure exactly what the injury is. Not sure that we'll find out what the injury is. Uh, but uh, the Flyers could certainly use Michael Raffle. He had two points in the game. He was in on both of the first two goals of this hockey game. And having that depth scoring, not that it's not my biggest takeaway, but it certainly is a big element of this Flyers to get the depth scoring. Four different goal scorers and not one of your top six forwards. Well, I guess technically Scott Lawton, top six forward, because uh, he's playing with Kevin Hayes and Travis Konechny, uh, gets a goal in this game. But just tremendous depth scoring again. Flyers spread it around, and that makes them so dangerous. But let's get to some highlights, how it sounded on the radio. 5.33 into the game. The Flyers opened the scoring when 
The aforementioned Michael Raffle picks up his first of the season. And Hayes had it wrapped away from him, but Sandheim jumped on it. He's got him in in front. They score! Michael Raffle on the backhand right in front, and Raffle goes upstairs. His first goal of the playoffs after having eight the regular season. Michael Raffle gives the Flyers the one nothing lead. Great finish by Michael Raffle and great setup by Travis Sandheim. Jumping in the play, spotting Raffle coming cross crease, and he gets that puck, moves it to his backhand, and goes over the glove hand. Top shelf on Yarrow Halak. Tuka Rask was unable to go in this game. Halak in, and the book on Halak is to go high. He's a smaller-ish type goalie, and uh, the book is to go high, and you'll notice a trend here. Raffle goes high glove. 9.31 into the second period. It's the Flyers who strike again. This time we go high blocker as Nate Thompson picks up his first of the postseason. Raffle stumbles as he got tied up with Jeremy Lausanne. Provorov in the middle at center right, stepped in over the line, gave it up in the middle to Raffle. Over to Nate Thompson with a shot, and he scores! Nate Thompson shot eludes the Bruin netminder Halak, and Thompson's given Philadelphia the 2-0 lead. Just a wired shot by Nate Thompson. Michael Raffle picks up an assist, as does Ivan Provorov. Uh, I think Thompson recognizing that the goalie's vision was taken away a little bit, and he just sniped him. High bar, uh, or high blocker side, just under the bar. Bar down, perfect shot from Nate Thompson. Puts the Flyers up 2-0. About 9 minutes and 20 seconds later, Boston finally gets on the board at 18:51 when Chris Wagner picks up that goal that knocks off of Robert Hag's skate, and uh, that puts the uh, score to two to one. But the Flyers have an answer, and they answer quick. Eight seconds later, it's Phil Myers. That he and Travis Sanheim were all over the ice, and Myers does something and Sanheim together. This pairing, I talk about this a lot. Their elite ability to skate and cover the 200 by 85 is what makes them so special. Because they can jump a play or jump into an offensive play or break up an offensive rush, and they still have such elite skating ability to still get back defensively. And what Phil Myers does on this particular goal at 18.59 in the second period was he reads the play, jumps it in the neutral zone, and ultimately steals the puck, goes in on Yarrow Halak on, his, on the right wing, and just absolutely wires a shot over the blocker perfect placement right in the corner of the net uh, by Phil Myers and here's how it sounded. Bad break for Carter Hart because he had the pad there but it did go off a of Hague's gate. Flyers right back in. Phil Myers with a shot. He scores! Seconds later Phil Myers gets it right back as he wires one up over the shoulder of Halak and Philadelphia's up by two again. It's 3-1. We all know Phil Myers to have a very big, very hard, very heavy slap shot. Uh, that was a snapshot and it was tremendously precise. Great shot by Myers. It's his first of the postseason, his first ever postseason goal. That puts the Flyers up 3-1. to one. Jake Voracek picks up the assist on that one, and we head to the third period, one third period goal uh, coming off the stick. At 4.07 of the third, it's Scott Lawton's first of the playoffs. Now Philadelphia 2-1 the other way. Over the line, Scott Lawton shoots one. He scores! Scott Lawton, top corner, has his second goal since the playoffs began. Had one of the exhibition season. This officially his first playoff goal as the Flyers take the 4-1 to lead. And Lawton goes high glove on Yarrow Halak, assisted by Kevin Hayes. So Michael Raffle and Scott Lawton each go just bar down glove side. Phil Myers and Nate Thompson each go bar down blocker side. The scouting report was in. The players are dialed in mentally because they're listening to the scout on the goaltender that is in the game, and that's how they scored all four of the goals. 
That's when a team's clicking on all cylinders. We're, a lot of people worried about this Flyers team coming back from that winning nine of their last ten. Can they be that team? I'm not saying they are that team just yet. But what today was, or what the game against Boston was, was a huge cinder block, a foundational cinder block to start rebuilding that foundation knowing you are the team that won nine of your last ten, knowing you are the team that hadn't lost back-to-back games since January 4th and January 8th. Big step in the right direction for the Flyers. 4-1 win over the Boston Bruins. After the game on the Flyers Radio Network, I had a chance to catch up with my biggest takeaway of this game, the goaltending of Carter Hart. Here's that conversation. Joining us right now, he played his first NHL postseason game uh, just hours ago, and he joins us right now here on the Flyers postgame show on 97.5 The Fanatic, Carter Hart. Carter, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good, man. How did it feel to, to get in your first uh, NHL postseason game? i got to say, it looked like your your beats per minute and your heart rate didn't accelerate. You looked extremely uh, prepared for the moment in all, in all facets. Yeah, I mean, um, it was just nice to get the dub tonight. Um, we played really well, we competed, we battled. Uh, I mean, they came out flying, and then we pretty much just uh, came back after the, the last two periods there and um, just really played hard and stuck to our game and competed. And I thought our PK did a really good job tonight, and um, it was a great win. It really was. Uh, talk about, first, the atmosphere. Um, you played an exhibition game. You played two periods against Pittsburgh on Tuesday, but – this is the first game you played that had, you know, meaning or, or mattered, if you will, without fans. What's it like in the building for you? You're a guy that's really mentally strong and, and kind of, you know, compartmentalizes that stuff out to not affect you anyway. So is there any, any effect on you as a goaltender in that regard? I mean, it, it definitely is a lot different where you have no atmosphere at all, really. Um, I think the biggest difference is between stoppages of play where, I mean, when the game's playing, when the puck drops, it's all the same. We're all out there competing, um, just trying to play the game of hockey. But I think between, like, you get the whistles, between the whistles, the TV timeouts, that's when you kind of notice the, the, how quiet it really is out there. And uh, the one thing that I really like about it, though, is I can definitely hear my defenseman talking to, communicating to me behind the net and vice versa. Yeah, to be able to have that communication is something that's, especially when you're in a way building and you want to have those moments to communicate with those guys. Um, talk about what you saw in the Bruins tonight because they, they can put a line out there with with Pasternak, Marchand, and, and uh, Patrice Bergeron. That's one of the elite lines in the league, if not the best line in the league over the last bunch of years. Um, and they can throw a lot at you. Um, in preparing to play against uh, a line like that, Kind of, what's your scouting report on how to deal with them? They love the cross-ice passes. Uh, so is, is it just kind of reading plays and not overplaying any situation with them for you? I mean, playing against them all year, like, you, you know their tendencies. and um, you, pick on, you pick up on kind of what they tend to do. And, I mean, it's a little different environment here, and, and the ice is a little different too. It's not as at its best, so you got to simplify things a little bit. Um, but – Playing, preparing for the game, uh, preparation stays stays the same, but um, scouting report varies from team to team. And we know that that top line is a huge threat, and they get they can do some damage. And, um, but I thought we did a really good job of shutting them down, and we didn't really give them much of anything, especially on their power play, where they got one of the top power plays in the league, and we didn't really give them too much. 
And your PK has been really good. And the key to a big a PK is, is the goaltender, in my opinion. You know that. Um, Carter Hart joining us on the Comcast <laughs> Business Hotline. Um, Carter, uh, in the beginning of the game, it looked like you know you guys came out with not the same level of uh, of pace that Boston did. They were on top of you guys early. You made a lot of saves, and, and I noticed seemingly that you wanted to slow things down. Covering pucks, your rebound control was really good. Did you feel like you were locked in right away in that regard to be able to not only make saves but garner pucks and put them where you wanted to? Yeah, I think when you get a couple shots early, it helps you get into the game. And um, In that case, you, they, they came out pretty hard and um, got to face a couple pucks early and get, get into the game quick. So that definitely helps. And um, but honestly, like things were mostly kept to the outside, and didn't, they didn't have a ton of A-grade chances. They seem to want to throw some sharp angle shots at you as well, with a guy kind of right on the edge of your crease as well. Sometimes those get a little tough to handle from a rebound perspective. But you did a really good job uh, w- with those shots tonight. Is that something that in your in your experience playing against them that they'll like to throw some sharp and dead angle shots at you? Yeah, I mean that's part of our our pre scout is they like to throw some pucks from anywhere. They like to get a guy in around the paint for redirects or to kind of pick up the loose change. And um, the last couple of years, that's that's the kind of team they've been. Is they like to throw pucks on net from pretty much anywhere, and you got to be ready for it. Um, we've talked about this before, you and I, and the rigidity of your game day routine. Really, not even just game day, just your routine. Period. End of sentence. Um, with this situation in a hub city, sometimes you guys can't get to the rink as early as you would like, or things are a little different in that regard. Um, have you had to alter your your routine on game day, kind of when you do your rolling out, dial your eyes in, your juggling, and all those things? Honestly, not really. Like my pregame prep stays the same, but um, it's a little bit different at the when we're at the hotel here. But it's like we are like how we are when we're on the road playing a road game. Um, but We've done the staff here have done a really good job. The, the whole NHL staff has done a great job in um, setting things up for us so things feel as uh, normal as possible as they can. And coming to the rink, like we got everything set up for us, and uh, we got a really good setup. So that definitely helps. Carter, what, what's it been like uh, in in the bubble in the Hub City? You've been there for over a week now. Uh, what's it been like that experience? It, it, does it take you back to when you were a kid playing it? You know, a tournament or something like that, or is it? You know, obviously, that's exactly what it feels like. It feels yeah, like so you're, you're playing in a mini sticks in the hall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we're we, we're lucky where we got a really nice hotel. Uh, we got squash courts, tennis courts, fastball courts. The other day, I was playing probably a little bit too much squash, but um, it's we're, we're lucky that we got a great setup here, and um, the boys have been hanging out together, doing a lot of things together. Um, so I think that that definitely helps. Uh, last thing for you, Carter. Uh, you guys get the, the big win over Boston. This is certainly um, – it doesn't mean a ton in, in future success, but it's a great building block for you guys as a team, isn't it? Oh, for sure it is. And, and we got two more games here to prepare for round one, and we want to build that momentum going into into game one of the first round. Did you watch Gary Price last night? I did. He put on quite a show. <laughs> was, Your game resembled his today, though. Uh, it, it, kind of in the way the game kind of broke down, first and foremost, with the opposition on top of you keeping it scoreless, and then the demeanor in which you both kind of play the game, which is very calm and collected. I mean, he looks so effortless all the time, and you kind of mimic that. So it, it was a bit of a 
a bit of a similar circumstance between you guys and Montreal last night, although you guys had a more convincing win. Yeah, I mean, he's he's he was my favorite goalie. He is my favorite goalie. And um, I definitely pick up on some parts of his game, and he's a goalie that I've watched since a very young age, since when I first started. So um actually got the chance to have I had never met him before. Um, we've obviously played against each other a couple of times, but never had the chance to say hello and so the other day in practice he was warming up as well outside and uh, we got the chance to chat for a little bit which is probably one of the highlights of being up uh of my NHL career so far so that was that was something I'll never forget uh that's a really cool mo- he's a really good person too as you are hey Carter uh tremendous game tonight uh, I appreciate you doing this best of luck coming up on Thursday and going forward and uh, what a way to start for you guys. Uh, thanks for doing this, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, thank you. You hear him in that conversation there as well. And he's so poised, so under control, rational, and just mature beyond his years. And what a start to the postseason for Flyers goaltender Carter Hart. We thank him for joining us here on Flyers Daily, which is presented by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. Supporting our Philadelphia Flyers, Penn Orthopedics creates the ideal care plan with treatment options fueled by our own world-renowned research, doing what once seemed impossible so you can too. Another reason why your life is worth Penn Medicine. Learn more at penmedicine.org slash ortho and give them a follow on Twitter at Penn Medicine. After the game, the head coach, Elaine Vigneault, had a chance to address the media, and here's what he had to say. That defensive pairing of Travis Sanheim and Phil Myers, they, they had some rough patches this year, some tough games, but what they showed tonight, is that why you guys keep them together and trust them as much as you do? I mean, there's no doubt, uh, you know, both uh, excellent skaters, both great size, uh, both young players that, uh, you know, we uh, put together and, uh, you know, put faith and trust in them. And and tonight they, uh, you know, they played a real solid game. I thought the first exhibition game they played was was average, but tonight there's no doubt that, uh, you know, they made some big plays. They made some big defensive plays and, uh, uh, they were a big part of tonight's win. Hey, v, uh, how do you evaluate the team's uh, overall performance tonight? Uh, you know, I, I thought the first period, it was hard for uh, either team for whatever reason. The the ice quality was a little bit challenging, so it was hard to make plays. Uh, but uh, after that, the second and, and third period, I thought in the second period we played extremely well, and we really took uh, uh, the Phil's, Phil's goal at – at, right after they scored, uh, took uh, you know any momentum that they could have built off that goal, uh, and in the third period, I mean, I I love the way we started and we're playing in their end. Uh, we had our foot on the gas. We weren't sitting back. Um, you know, the last five minutes when uh, they pulled their goaltender, they got quite a few shots. That's when Carter was was at his best. But uh, overall, that second and then third period were real strong periods on our part. How important uh, was it for the fourth line to sort of stabilize the game and uh, get that quality production is sort of uh, opened up the floodgates for the Flyers today? Yeah, I mean, you know, at this time of the year with with the quality of the opposition that you're seeing, whether it be in in our uh, sort of round robin that we have with Washington, Tampa, and Boston, or once you know whoever your opponent's going to be in in that first round, the quality of the opponents are so high and and, and so good that, uh, you know, you need contributions from your whole lineup and whether it be defensive plays or offensive plays. Like today we got, uh, uh, you know, uh, big plays from uh, Nate Thompson's line, big goal by Rafi, unfortunately, 
seemed like a slew foot there near the boards, and uh, he fell into a, a quite a lot awkwardly there, but he had played a real strong game until that point, and uh, hopefully he'll be all right for us here moving forward. Scott Wheeler from The Athletic here. I kind of wanted to piggyback on what you said about the momentum and obviously scoring and responding eight seconds later. In any other game, this is at TD Garden. They're technically the home team. They've got the crowd behind them after that big goal. What role do you think that that will play in these playoffs in terms of momentum when there's no sort of home ice advantage, if you will? Um, I mean, it's tough to say. It's, it's new for every, everyone. Uh, there's no doubt that, uh, you know, when... Uh, we scored that goal. I, I really felt that any push that you know they were generating or could think of generating, uh, it took it out. So uh, tough to say. Uh, you know, as hockey players and coaches, when we're there, you, you know, you just got to focus on playing. And I'm hoping that our guys would have responded the same way, even if it would have been at uh, TD Garden. Uh, when you look at the score sheet and you see Pasternak, Marshan, and Bergeron, they're scoreless. Just how pleased were you with the effort you guys had against them? Yeah, tonight before the game, uh, we obviously talked about needing to do a job against that top line, uh, making sure that uh, you know we were in right the right position when we didn't have the puck. And when we did have the puck, we needed to make sure that we made the high percentage plays, uh, not to feed any transition, any uh, opportunity for that skill line to, to get themselves going. And, you know, for the most part, uh, you know, we didn't, uh, they had some great looks, but we got some big saves. But for the most part, we did a real good job against that line. Hey, Elaine, uh, you hey, mentioned hey. it uh, very quickly, but uh, what did you, what, what's your take on uh, on the hit on Mike Raffle? Um, I, you know, I, I looked at it quickly. I haven't watched the replay. I looked at it quickly on, on the overhead uh, while just a little bit after it happened. Seemed like uh, close to being a slew foot, but I, I, I'd have to see the replay again. But obviously, he fell awkwardly into the boards, and uh, we're waiting to find out uh, exactly what's going on here. Yeah, Lane Vigneault did not like that hit on Michael Raffle. We'll see if we can get any kind of update, if we do get any information at all, other than unfit to play uh, in regards to Michael Raffle. If he can't go, this is where guys like Joel Farabee and your tremendous organizational depth will come into play. Will Joel Farabee go in and play on the fourth line? That remains to be seen. Uh, we'll see how they handle that situation. We'll also see how Elaine Vigneault uh, handles his roster for the next game. Coaches don't like to change things after a win in a regular season. Now, this is a little different. It's a round robin, and you want to get as many of your players game action before the actual playoffs begin. But now getting collecting those two points in game one of the round robin and the opportunity to move up with another win on Thursday against the Washington Capitals, now all of a sudden you start to go, okay, maybe do we keep the same lineup, pending obviously if Raffle's healthy, or do we get Joel Farabee into this game? Do we get some other players into this game? Shane Gostas pair, Mark Friedman, some questions there. We'll see how Lane Vigneault handles it. Here's the good news. He's got a tremendous amount of feel with what he coaches with and does a tremendous job with that feel. So you should feel confident that whatever decision he does make, it will be the right one, including who will be the goalie on Thursday. Will it be Carter Hart again, or will it be Brian Elliott? Uh, these are all questions we'll find out in due time. After the game, Scott Lawton, one of the goal scorers, and Nate Thompson, another one of the goal scorers, addressed the media. What did you think of the hit on Michael Raffle? And uh, I know you can't comment on what the injury is, but do you think it's something serious? Uh, I didn't see it uh, right from the get-go, so I saw it late. Um, obviously, a weird play for him. Uh, goes into the boards and um, 
just a weird situation. So I, I'll have to watch it again, and, and we'll watch it again. But uh, not really sure what happened. Just saw the end of the play and, and uh, how he went in awkwardly. Yeah, it was kind of the same thing for me, too. I kind of caught the end of it. Um, I was out there, but I just kind of saw him uh, go down. Um, like I said, it was uh, it happened fast, so uh, I'd have to watch it again. But um, you know, hopefully he's all right. Hi, guys. Uh, this question is for Scott. Uh, Scott, how much of an emphasis was on that big trio from Boston, Pasternak, Bergeron, Marshawn? They were all scoreless. Um, it seems like the game plan worked. Yeah, I think uh, our guys did a good job, especially Kutz's line playing against them. And then uh, we had some guys filter in and, and uh, play through them uh, all night. So I thought we did a good job. They're a dangerous uh, trio, and, and uh, it, it's tough. They're, they're so good on the power play and, and good five-on-five five in the zone. So you got to be aware of it. I thought we did a, a really good job in the second and third periods of staying top, over top of uh, of guys and, and not giving them too much space so our D could uh, pinch down the wall. and. Um, I thought we did a good job of that, and, and uh, Kutz is lying. Hey, guys, this is for uh, for both of you. Um, there's a lot of people from the outside look at look at the Flyers, and they say one of the question marks is there's a 21-year-old in goal. He didn't look like a 21-year-old in goal tonight. I, I'm assuming that you guys didn't have that concern that he would not look ready and not be ready for these games. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, I mean, I know I've been here for a short time, but um, he doesn't look 21 to me. Uh, he's pretty poised, um, even off the ice. You know, he carries himself um, well beyond his years. He's, uh, you know, a true pro. He takes, you know, he's he's just, um, like I said, he, he reminds me a little bit of uh, a goalie I used to play with uh, in Montreal, you guys know I'm talking about. So um, he's, uh, he's our backbone back there, and he was really good tonight for us. Hey guys, uh, this one's for both of you. Av said he really liked the third period, the way that you guys kept your foot on the gas uh, to the end there, up until probably about when they pulled the goalie and started to get more chances. What was just your evaluation of the play in all three zones, especially in that third period? Yeah, I thought, uh, like I said before, I thought we did a really good job of of having a F three guy high and and uh, making it hard on him to to exit the zone and. Um, RD did a good job of, of breaking out pucks and, and uh, making it hard for them to uh, forecheck them. So um, thought we probably could have done a, a better job of shooting some pucks in, in some areas, but um, the execution will come. Uh, I thought we uh, worked pretty hard and, and uh, make it, made it hard on them uh, on the lines. Can you just uh, describe how important Phil's goal was tonight? And you've been on this team for quite a while. What's your evaluation of the defensemen, uh, especially the young guys that you have? Yeah, it was it was huge. Uh, they scored uh, to get one back, and um, I thought we did a good job of that all year, pretty much, of uh, not letting it uh, affect us and, and uh, coming at teams and, and coming right back. So um, our RD have been really, really good for us this year, especially on breakouts. We work on it a lot in practice. So um, they've uh, uh, made it easy on the forwards, and, and we just got to find the right spots, and, and uh, they're breaking out pucks clean. But we do a lot of work and practice for it, and, and uh, we've got to continue to execute it in the game. Nate, these uh, questions are for you. How does it feel to pot such a big goal for the Flyers and what would be your you know, first playoff game for them, uh, sort of speak? And uh, sticking up for Raffle, you were the first one on scene to protect him. Um, is that sort of what you're going to bring in the uh, playoffs, or is that sort of what you bring? Um, it's your first part of your question. Yeah, it's always nice to get a big goal. Um, it was a heck of a play by Raph. Uh, just trying to get it on net. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully I can 
chip in with some big goals as we uh, we get going along here in playoffs. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of been part of my game since, um, you know, since I turned pro. He's always been a guy that uh, sticks up for his teammates. And, um, you know, but I, I think any guy on this team, uh, just from when I've been here in a short time, every guy on this team would do the same thing. So um, it's good to see. And, uh, you know, we have a tight-knit group. So uh, we're going to try and keep this thing going. Boy, Scott Lawton continues his sensational season. Boy, he's been really good for the Flyers this year. And Nate Thompson, one of those acquisitions, Chuck Fletcher made at the deadline. He got, he acquires Derek Grant, who had some key faceoffs in the game, did some great penalty killing as well. Nate Thompson in that penalty killing as for the Flyers as well, holding that top power play of the Boston Bruins down in this game. Um, and Nate Thompson chips in with a goal there. The, the key to those two acquisitions of Nate Thompson and Derek Grant is that the general manager didn't give anything up to get him. Didn't give anything up off the roster, I should say, or prospects. Tremendous job by Chuck Fletcher and at the deadline to get guys like Derek Grant, like Nate Thompson, and you saw it pay dividends in this game tonight. That's going to put a wrap on this episode of Flyers Daily, presented by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. We'll be back tomorrow with an all-brand-new episode of Flyers Daily. In the meantime, everybody, enjoy the win. Hockey is back. Flyers back in action on Thursday. Another episode of Flyers Daily tomorrow. Everybody, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you on tomorrow's episode of Flyers Daily.